Roll call. Holden. Muller. Thank you. Yes. Amendment for Ross and Tammy Muller is a motion to approve. So I'll second. Roll call. Holden. Yes. Thank you. Yes. John. Yes. Reese. Yes. Muller. Okay, we have a. Uh, I'm going to open the public hearing on the rezoning request. Um, Don, I'd like you to give us a synopsis of what you're going to do if you would. When we get done, anybody that would like to uh, address the council, please come to the podium, state your name, and hopefully you do two or three minutes and we'll move on. Go ahead. Right. Uh, my name is Andrew, I'm going to make the partners. Uh, they were partners there, of course, going to be showing up. Um, we'd like to do some moderate income houses development there. Um, request in 40 foot, actually request in 42, just to get the zoning to R5. Well, it would be 40 foot houses that we have planned to go on here are two to three bedrooms. Are, uh, most of them are double car garages. We have four different options that we'd like to put in here. Like I said, for low to moderate income, hopefully hit the $195,000 to $225,000 range. Uh, Lumber prices come in on that. We can do it. Um, either request on that, oversized lots. Bigger house, not affordable for the workforce that the city of Lakeview has kind of given us some ideas of what the target price we can get. So that's why we requested smaller lots. Obviously, making things cash flow in the development, you get you get get a few more lots on there. Uh, other than we have it here, so, uh, we have a couple of different options. I think the city council has it. Uh, Anderson's, neither one's down the water. We definitely have access one way from the west. We still haven't thrown out the idea of an east entrance. Uh, once we know what you guys decide on as far as the zoning, then we'll see those two options. Obviously, I think the west entrance or east entrance is a lot better for the city. It doesn't make us a lot of difference as far as ours does because we're just selling the lots to the house. Access for public and the city's utility public power sources, snow removal, and everything else is more easy for that. Thank you. Any other questions? Anyone else like to address the council? Before we do that, if we can, John, I just want to, Mayor, excuse me, I just want to acknowledge uh, we do have two written comments, and, and there was a written comment from uh, Steve Carstens in your packet, there was a written comment from uh, Cheryl Solberg uh, at your seat tonight. Also, excuse me, written comments also from Chris Mason from SEPD. Anyone else? Those public hearing. Resolution 2141 is approving the request to rezone. Um, yes, on, on that, um, where the proposed road is now, that's access. How wide is that? Is that going to be wide enough to plow snow? It's 50 foot, which means. Which makes your ordinance. Okay. Just the other thing about this is that it had gone before the uh, Planning and Zoning Commission. It is uh, recommended uh, for approval, but they certainly had an issue with any discussion about eminent domain. And they passed their motion recommending approval uh, contingent uh, without eminent domain. Um, I have a couple of comments. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of eminent domain in any shape or form, but 
the Karsten family originally sold this land to Brenner. And I wonder what the what they thought the use of the land was going to be at that time. I've been told that the access from the east was included in that, and then it got dropped in the legal, and I don't know if that's true or not. doesn't matter. Um, ben Brenner did not have that access. Um, these guys have paid a substantial amount of money for this land, and I don't know how you think they could just sit in there and eat it. Um, so I guess I, I would, I think it doesn't matter to them. You know, I think it, I think it's unfortunate that they can't get access to the east only because it isn't good down by the other. It, it affects a lot more property owners down there um, where the where the south access is. It's going to be harder for the city. It's going to be more traffic out in the middle of the road with not as good a view. Those are my concerns about it. Um, but I don't think you can sell someone property and then expect them to just sit there. So I think the development is... is is a good thing. We need this kind of housing. Um, I wish that some kind of agreement between the buyer and the seller could be done with the east access. My comment. I'd like to address that Evan domain. I guess I never, I never heard it here that it was brought up that we were ever going to try something like that. So I'm a big believer that uh, you got to work with the public that you're dealing with, try to make that happen on both sides. But again, like I said, their concern is about me, and I never, I'm not in favor of that either at all. But they, but you know, the way I understand it, Lyndon can address this. I believe purchase agreement with the Karsten family, a signed purchase agreement to purchase the ground, and then that was withdrawn. You know, so this land wasn't exactly, I mean, it's not like they never want to sell it. They did want to sell it. It seemed to be a discount. Uh, this signature. I see. Okay, thank you. Oh, all right, thank you. I'll address that issue of the signed agreement. Go ahead. There was never a signed agreement between the Karstens and the developer. The Karstens, my mother was approached by the developer and by, well, actually by the developer's agent, real estate agent. They went back and forth on what the description of that easement would be. And it, it got to the point where my mother got quite upset with the fact that every time she pulled into her driveway, there was a new set of flags going across her yard that this will now be the new description of that easement. It got out to 78 feet from the south edge of her property up to her driveway is where they wanted to go with the easement. That's when the that's when the negotiations stopped. She says she called me and she asked, what do I do now? The description of this easement is going to be ridiculous. And I said, well, you have no signed agreement, mother. They have not signed the contract at all. There's nothing on the contract from Lakewood Partners. It was all generated one direction to her. And they did get my mother's signature on it, but the legal description was never established. They had no agreement to purchase that property ever, just to make sure that everybody understands that. Steve, we put flags out. Your mother had a visual. The three of us partners there when we met with her. And we stood there, and she agreed to that. So I 
personally put the flags out. I'm Scotland, I can't see me anywhere. Put the flags out so she had a visual because yeah. we did not want to surprise her with anything. Right. And originally it was started at a driveway. Then we moved it south to 17 feet, which is the lot pin that's right by the light pole there. And that's when we that's the day we put the flags out. Well, she said yes to that. That's signed the agreement. Two days after that, three days after that, we talked about that. That's why I put the white flags out so she could visit what she was selling. Because we wanted to make sure we didn't want any hard feelings at all. There was nothing there. We were we backed up three times from, the, from our original one. And then Steve, you got you got the purchase agreement. That's when it went to 50 foot, and we agreed to that. And that wasn't on the table very long, but we agreed to the 50 foot for that sell price. Did we get anything signed? No, because then you retracted that offer across. When she came to me, she had had enough with the with the flag placements, and so I said, "You have flag there." Have just she had a visual, just, just so she knew, because we didn't want her to say, "Come back and say, well, this is what we want." So that's why flags there. That's the only reason. Flags there. Only reason. We're going to move on. This is not about whether anybody signed a contract. We're going to rezone this. That's what the problem is. A motion on resolution 2141. That's the whole thing. Second. Roll call. Roll call. So the motion then approves this resolution and the, the resolution approves this zoning change and then authorizes the preparation of an amendment to the zoning. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Tom. Yes. Waltman. Um, I, I'd just like to say too that I am totally against eminent domain on this project and that those issues that we just talked about are between the buyer and the seller, not the city. Right. I don't think the city should get involved in anything like that. And then we're not. Anyway, uh, I will just. Please. I'm totally against eminent domain, too. And I, I, uh, as long as everything gets in order, I would say it's okay. Okay. And Mulder? I also against eminent domain. Carrie. Hope you guys can get it worked out. Okay, we're going to open up. Public hearing on the designation of the extended rural area. Before we start, Scott's got a little. I do. I tell you what. Obviously, this is a, a topic that a lot of people are are interested in. But I did want to bring everybody really up to speed on uh, on on this amendment and what would be included in that. When Scott's done, then everybody can take a chance and come to the podium and give your one way or the other. We're going to run through this first. I do want to just go through this briefly about this urban renewal. So we have a, pardon me one second. Is everybody yeah. muted? Okay. So about this urban renewal plan amendment, um, just several things that this urban renewal area is actually uh, known in Lakeview is urban, rene urban renewal area number three. Um, this is uh, was originally established then in 1999, originally established then for the Evapco project. Since then, it has been amended several times. You'll see in, in 07 and 09, 14, 16, and 18, that it's been amendment amended to um, include different projects or include different uh, funds and most often to include different lands, although there's no new lands in 14. So um, those, those are the urban renewal areas and the map might be a little hard to, to read, 
but you see the original pink from Evapco in 99. Next amendment was in 07 is blue and actually included a lot of the uh, the rights away and uh, some streetscape work was done uh, with that then too and also included uh, the campground area, Crescent Peak. 2009 uh, was in, included the um, the hotel area. So the hotel and, and the restaurant out there as well as uh, some additional right-of-way. See, it runs down that the right-of-way there of, of 175. And a, an amendment in uh, in 2016 added some additional right-of-way again on the highway looking at some potential beautification projects out there. And then also uh, included some areas around the city shop. And then also in uh, 2018, where we added some land again, downtown area, added the rear and salvage yard, added Beckman housing development area. <clears throat> Borrow my flip phone. <laughs> 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 Heard messages though. Uh, Probably the operator. Uh, Try this again. So, this is the uh, lands that are proposed to be included in the 2021 amendment. A lot of it's driven by a couple of industrial projects. The big Vapco project out there, so that goes off to the right of the screen. Only a portion of their their land is included here in that. And then also uh, Jacobson project is a big driver of this also. You see a lot of the lands also along, along Highway 175, and then also see some of the ag lands to the north. When we actually uh, needed permission from the uh, landowner to to include that, and then uh, it was his request then that, that we would actually include all of that area then in, in the urban renewal area. So why are these lands included in an urban renewal area? And just the main point here is that TIF funds can only be expended in an urban renewal area. That's uh, one of the one of the main uh, limitations about the use of spending TIF. So what uh, again? What's included in the urban renewal or TIF area? And for us, um, the urban renewal area and the TIF area for private lands—they've all, all all been the same. We don't have different areas on that. They're, both urban renewal and TIF. So lands that are within the TIF zone collect, collect that TIF revenue. So just the, the deal about, about collecting TIF revenue, and you can use the, the original Evapco project as a great example, where they went out there and they built on ag land, undeveloped ag land, and that undeveloped ag land has a value that's down here. And when they built their original plant, they then had value that's up here. So when you talk about tax increment financing, the increment is between the new value and the base value, okay? So within that base value, the, the uh, uh, folks, the other taxing entities, the county and the school, they're still continuing to get <coughs> their taxes off of that base value. But for that increment, it's collected as a tax, goes in a little um, revenue fund here with the city to where the city does collect the city share, the county share, the school share on these on these new developments. Okay, a lot of that school share is backed up by the state, and then also there are certain things that aren't uh, eligible for for TIF. Like if anyone has debt service, they always continue to receive their debt service money, and that couple is a uh, another fiscal uh, plant levy from the school. So again, why about in, in including these lands in the urban renewal renewal area, TIF. 
revenues then are used only for, for the purposes identified in, in urban renewal plan. Projects that are included in this amendment are these four. Uh, there, there's an, a water main out to Evapco. We'll talk about each one of these some more. The Northwest Pressure System Station deals with water. Jacobson Incentive uh, is an incentive payment uh, to Jacobson for their expansion project. And then also the Community Center. So that Evapco water main project, what would, what would happen is the city is going to run a 12-inch water main from the water tower down the north side of Highway 175 out to the Evapco site. It's needed for their big project for uh, uh, fire protection and be able to utilize their, their uh, sprinkler system out there. But uh, when it gets out there, though, it connects the existing water system that's out there. Evapco is currently, currently served by a 10 inch that comes up from the lake. So what this has the, the additional benefit of doing then is tying in another water source around the lake. So um, for our lake residents, that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll see any change in water pressure or anything like that, but the amount of water, the quantity of water um, would increase. And again, it's a, a fantastic thing for, uh, for fire protection out around the lake. As far as this water main project goes, phase one is done. And that is the, the work that's out there at the Evapco plant site to where we have gone basically from the, from the highway right away north to the plant. <coughs> And the cost there, you see it for uh, five uh, five ninety five. Also, another point on this is that the development agreement is already in place. That Northwest Pressure Station, we've had complaints over the years from folks in the northwest part of town. So this is school, um, the uh, nursing home, and then and then residents up there in that area. Water pressure is is a little lower in that part part of town than it is in the rest of the area. So the proposal here is that we would add a pressure station, okay? And then, and then what they're doing is augmenting the uh, the water pressure by using a pumping system. Addresses, again, the low pressure in that northwest part of town, 470,000 there is the cost estimate. The Jacobson incentive, the, the city has, uh, has agreed to an incentive that is equivalent to the amount of tax abatement that they otherwise would have received, but we would give them this is as an incentive up front. Again, just a, a upfront incentive helping them with their uh, with their construction costs. Then the incentive sixty six thousand six hundred dollars. Again, that's just paid to them uh, up front as they're finishing up the project. Again, development agreements already in place for them. For these uh, for these projects, what happens is then the city issues debt to pay for these projects or to pay for the incentive. And then the debt is repaid over a number of years then using TIF revenues that are generated in, in the uh, urban renewal area or in the TIF zone. And again, largely from Evapco, it would be the, the biggest participant, but also um, a Jacobson's and then any of the, the new construction occurring on the highway. Let me get to the, to the community center. The community center uh, has been identified uh, in the 2016 urban renewal amendment with potential use of TIF revenues of $300,000. Then right about this time last year, October of 2020, the, the city council had a motion to increase that to 500,000. I see what the motion was. To earmark the TIF funds contingent upon the committee raising the needed funds through grants and private donations. So that's the, 
That is the action that the, the council took in October of 2020. So just a little up, update on, on where we stand then with the, uh, the money side of things. If the cost estimate on the project is about $1.45 million, and you can see what uh, about the committed funds. The so the city there for five hundred thousand. Again, that asterisk indicating that that's we need to raise the other funds also. Um, the Great Places grant. Now we just heard uh, within the past week that uh, that the uh, community center was awarded a grant from the Great Places Iowa Great Places, and that grant is two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Sac County has agreed to participate uh, two years at 10,000 each, so we're at 20. And then the private fundraising side of things, so they'd be at, at 118,000. So we've raised some substantial amount of money. It's $888,000, but still compare that to the top line where you're at 100, uh, 1.45 million. That's still quite a little bit of work yet to be done and for the uh, for fundraising. So you talk about what the next steps are there really, and it's, and it's to continue to raise money. So I'll continue grant seeking and continue private fundraising. And I know the uh, the committee will be uh, putting out word about private fundraising and actually uh, doing a, a fundraising mailer. will go out to everybody here in the very near future, could be next week. So to increase from 300,000 to 500,000 does requ require this urban renewal plan amendment. Okay, the other thing that's unique about, about this one in particular is that the funds are on, on hand. They're on hand yeah, in the TIF fund. And so we wouldn't be issuing debt for this. This uh, question had come up too. Why, why do this amendment now? Uh, and the timing on, on it especially. Two things, we need to certify debt for that phase one of the Evapco water and also that Jacobson incentive. We need to certify that to the county by December 1st. So you had put internal there, we would have some internal debt to uh, to pay that to, to start with and then we'll turn around and pay ourselves back with TIF. And main, main reason why this thing actually has drug out here into the fall when we had intended to, to do this in, in the summer and early fall deals with health problems for our attorney. And uh, we've used this, this same bonding attorney for I think that you've used him for 30 plus years. And anyway, he does have some severe health problems with cancer and was not able to assist us. And we ended up uh, having to be moved to a different attorney within the firm. And then uh, that all just took time. So, Mayor, um, that is, that's it. The same thing applies. If you want to address the council, please stand up, go to the podium, state your name, and try to limit to two to three minutes. Anybody like to participate? Go ahead. I felt like I was being stared at. <laughs> um, you know, I'm here to represent the Hometown Pride Committee, the Lakeview um, Community Center Committee, where we're stepping forward at that time. So, um, as you all know, this is not new news. It's been um, in the paper um, at several of these meetings um, on Facebook that we've been working um, hard as a committee for um, since 2016 for the Lakeview Community Center. Um, if you've been on our Facebook page um, as of late, you can see there is um, a wide um, display of support for the community center to be moving forward in our community for a wide variety of reasons. 
um, which really stem to the overall umbrella, which is economic development in our community. Um, tourism is one of our uh, primary industries here, and we know that is um, the effect on the um, tourism within the community uh, growing and, and becoming stronger is, um, you know, goes to the quote of when uh, the tide rises, all boats in the harbor lift, and that's what the community center is. Um, when the community center is up and we bring visitors and more tourism to our community, it supports our local businesses um, in town. Um, we've been so um, blessed to have additional businesses come to our community, um, our downtown improving, and the community center um, is just kind of the next step to keep the community growing because you're either green and growing or you're ripe and rotting. So I would hope that um, our council uh, would see the, the vision and see the big picture of how the community center impacts um, not just bringing tourism to town, but our local businesses um, as, as well. There are several business owners um, here uh, tonight in support of the community center. Um, I guess if you're in favor of the community center, I'd invite you to stand up and, and show your um, support this evening. If that's a project you would like to see happen in our community. Okay, that's everybody except about, I don't know, you guys can talk back I guess let the record reflect that there is uh, just a tremendous amount of support uh, for the community center. It is, um, you know, truly a gift to the city, um, a project that we have worked so hard on and is supported by by so many. Um, I've had questions from a lot of people. They're they're tough questions, but we're prepared with those answers because we have done our thorough um, research hours and hours and hours of time to crunch the numbers, validate the numbers, make sure that the plan is, is thorough, um, that it will work, that the center will run in the black. And we are very confident about that. And I think the support from the community um, just is parallel to um, to what we've seen with the numbers. It's, it's, it's clear and um, it's gonna be a great thing, period. Anyone else? Go ahead. I am against the convention center. The one reason is when I was on the council, we voted on it, and the majority voted no. <clears throat> Scott Peterson said we need to vote again. We don't want to lose that money, and we need to use it on another project. So we voted yes to use it so we wouldn't lose the money. I found out that you can't use it on another project. So I just don't like being might find out later that you just put it back and now you're coming back with it. I think you guys ought to put it to this town. Tomorrow night would be a good night for sheep, put up two sheets, find out how many people are for it and against it. I don't I haven't talked to very many people that are for it. Just the hometown committees and some of the committees in town, but nowhere have I found where they make money. Carol turned down, they wanted 40-some thousand. They turned that down. They said, you can't have it. You guys have been losing money. I think it's going to be a big debt for this town. So what was what was the comment from me then, Gus? That in regards to TIP, or what, what are you saying? No, I'm saying that 
when you initially started this, you voted on it and it was voted down. And you said, in order to keep this money so we don't lose it on another project, we got to vote yes. What what money is that? Is it tip, tip money, you mean? Or what do well, you mean? Well, it was about? the $500,000. We just wouldn't have had that money back then. Uh, well, it was a grant from SAC or. I'd have to go back to the. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're yeah. referring to. You'd have to go back to the meeting, but you did say that we didn't want to lose the $500,000. We used it on something else. What years were you on? Scott could tell you better than I could. About four years. Ago. I was on there for four years. About four years ago, I went forward. About seven. Later than yeah, it was before that. But anyway, I remember you being on the council when we started this project. Well, I remember voting on it, and it was voted on, and five hundred thousand dollars. And you said, "Well, we don't want to lose that money, so let's vote yes." And yes, here it is, back in. Well, I, I just can I cannot recall that it was five hundred thousand dollars. We're just now talking about five hundred thousand. Was that? You don't remember that? No. <clears throat> I'm getting old. You, well, <laughs> it was there. You'd have to go back into the meeting part when you first started. It was a grant from, I think it was from Miss Phillips. That was she the library. Had, no, she had something to do with it. I don't recall. Okay. Well, that's all I got to say. I just, if you go back to that meeting, you'll find out. It's in there. Okay, we can boy, we can take a look. That's I'm, yeah. I'm really not sure. But that's what you said. We need to vote it in after we voted uh, no. But I just I've not heard anybody that's making money doing this. I don't have, have you talked to Alta, Templeton, yeah. Grand Junction? Starlight. They're making right. money? Yeah. yeah. We went and visited them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If they sell alcohol, they make money. Yeah. Not much, but they make money. <laughs> <laughs> City, they all they all run the black. Okay. Uh, I tell you, Denison doesn't make money because the alcohol goes to the clubhouse. Yeah, that's the one that we found that doesn't make money, but they don't sell the alcohol. It's one of the bars are open seven days a week for, for an hour. Well, but we're not we're not we're not voting it anyway. It's just the urban no. rules. What we're doing. <laughs> okay. We're a long ways away from the community center. Well, I so I think there's a lot more to it. I mean. You can't get supplies now. It seems like it's everything's turned upside down. I mean, if it started by Holland to take the billet, they still have quite a bit of money to raise. They're not ready to build. Yeah. Okay. But Scott, if you go back there and, and we should get together sometime, Gus, I'd be interested in this. Yeah, I, I know it's in there. <clears throat> okay. All right. Thank you. Marsha. Well, I just want to speak on a positive note because. Um, being out at the winery, we get a lot of people from not just that town, but all over um, other states. And I can't tell you how many times I hear about what a gem of a community we have. And they talk about all the things that are in Lakeview. And um, probably in the last couple of years, how, how progressive we seem to be. And I think this is a progressive move. Um, and I think you'd see a lot of ripple effect. And uh, we can only serve for weddings and things. We can only serve small, small groups. I'd love to be able to say there's a community center in town. 
um, that would handle your your larger groups. Um, so I I just want to say we're moving in the right direction. Um, people enjoy coming here. I think that says a lot for all of us. Um, and one thing I've learned from the wine industry is you work together, um, you support each other, and you try to move forward. And um, instead of being competitive, and um, I don't understand the money part of it, I'd be the first one to admit that. But, um, and I know that's always an issue, but I just want to say we live in a great community and we need to realize that and, and push forward. That's all. Anyone else? We'll throw the, oh, go ahead, John. Just as a business owner, also in this community that also supports the alcohol industry, um, I do think we should have a community center as well. And that's one thing we've been lacking for a very long time. Um, I've had people come into my business as well saying they wish they could have a wedding or a event, um, the reception here in town. And like I have said before, not having that community center, we send a lot of people away from here. And like I said, at the winery, people, they come into the bar, they come into the docket, they go other places too when you have these events in our area. And um, I definitely support, and like I said, I don't know the money side of it either, but it sounds like he does a lot of work on it to make sure that that would happen. Um, none of us have a crystal ball, but uh, I definitely support that kind of community centers to keep our town growing and being as great as it is. Thank you for all your hard work. Else? Public hearing. Resolution 2142. Second? Second. Okay, so this is, is the resolution then to, uh, to approve that urban renewal plan amendment. Okay, Waltman? Yes. Moeller? Yes. Stankian? Yes. Tom? Yes. Reese? Yes. Okay, ordinance 516. Um, we make a motion to waive the after we do the Second. Roll call. Uh, 
Collins. Yes. Muller. Yes. Reese. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. On, on that bark board issue first before before we proceed then so we have a three-member board one term comes up at the end of the year and then there's two two more open spaces now so we'll be looking for uh good park board volunteers <laughs> Did you nominate Sam? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, we have a change order on the Third Street curb and gutter. Yeah, I did want to have a little discussion on this because when this, so this is that change order down our, the curb and gutter down there on Third Street, more about John Snyder's house. Um, and the, the original cost on that six thousand eight hundred eighty-five dollars. And when they when they tore it out, it did make for a jagged edge then along that uh, asphalt. We did ask that they would square out that uh, that asphalt, make sure that there's a clean cut, and that it would be replaced then with uh, with concrete as opposed to uh, to cold patch. So uh, they did they did that. When I was having a discussion with with Mr. Lyon about that, my suggestion would have been that the city would pay for materials and that the uh, the contractor uh, should be on the hook for some labor. Get the bill from them on this, and it does include the labor portion. Then also, so um, interested in your in your thoughts or Scott had anything? We hardly to do it. We ought to do it. Dale, we know it's flat. Yeah, we know it's flat. I don't drink. Not very good. But there was no fall. It was like a quarter of an inch. Is that why we replaced it to start with? So you have fall. Wasn't that the issue that the water sits there? Water still sits at the end of that driveway. We talked about this at a few meetings ago, right. correct? Right. And I said, you know. Our, our contractors, somebody's got a little wobble for doing it correct. Is it correct? It sits at the bottom of what driveway? John's no, not yeah. Well, he just told his neighbor that it all drains on his now and it's all over on theirs. Well, John's not the stream's draining better than it did before. The streams were falling 150 feet. That's close to 137th inch. In my contract, I can't guarantee water flow without changing the street. No, I uh, can't put the gutter up higher than the street like everyone else could have done. I was down there that day. Yeah. So, so, the street. so right. we did a project that wasn't fixing nothing. That's it fixed it, but you did the whole 700 feet. Well, Scott, I, I'm not arguing with you. Don't get me wrong here. Oh, no. um, I was at the meeting a few weeks ago and I talked about these projects and we're doing projects that spend money that ain't fixing the problems. So we, it, it's just like we talked about at Crescent Park Drive. It's the first swing in the minutes. Now we got to fix it. We're going to fix it right. And push your problem to another So there's only seven, seven inches of fall and about seven hours. So, so what is your, what is your solution though? What is it you think ought to be done? Well, so it was tore up. It should have been fixed correctly. And you need to raise that street. Then raise that street so everything drains to the storm system. When it ain't drained right, we have these problems all over. You know, it was take discussed the before the curb was torn out the fall. What's that? It was discussed before it was torn out how much fall there was. Yeah, see, that, that was my discussion, and I've said this before. If we're going to fix stuff, let's fix it right. 
We can't disagree with that. Yeah, you have what we have. So you think we should have torn the whole street out and redone the whole street? We should have done something. We could maybe raise up that center part. That was a perfect opportunity when John Steyer had that all tore up. We could raise it higher, right down there. <clears throat> the street? We don't have to raise the whole street. Just going to raise the parts that drain that way. The street drains both sides. Got to raise his driveway and carry it up. Street drains from the curb. Got her that's there north to around the curb. There's no inlet going north. So five foot from that existing inlet, it drains 100% north. So and now we're trying to make it drain in the south. Now we changed it to raise it even more than we could, and we drained about 30 foot to the south, and had to keep the rest going north. There was no way of doing everything coming south to the inlet. So this is a perfect opportunity to discuss this since Scott's here. So what was the discussion about fixing up the right way when we talked about ahead of time? I said you couldn't unless you did something with the streets. Okay. So you have very you have less than one thirty seconds of inch per foot. So it's the same issue we got going at Crescent Park Drive that we're trying to say in fish for Just bring it to your attention again, John. You know, yep. know what I'm saying? And now we've got a yep. change order for it again. Just waste some taxpayer money, make a swing and a miss. Well, I thought we did the best we could with the lay of the land. It's pretty flat down there no matter what you do. And we can't do the street. We didn't have 150000 to fix that street. No, I think we got money sitting around. I hear there's a lot of meetings. And so we use the uh, state money to do the streets. So much per person, about 120 bucks for the state sends us every year. We've got money for other great yeah. projects. We've got to take care of what we got so that keep expense. So I love the expansion, don't get me wrong. So we've got to fix what we've got too. Nope. I guess I was under the impression that this was going to fix the issue. It, it can't fix the issue when the people that sit to the I don't know what direction it is, but yeah, I'd like to say east. east. <laughs> yeah. um, the people that sit to the east, you know, now it sits there. And from John Snyder's looks to me like it does drain out. I, I don't know. I guess I should have went there in the rainstorm. But um, but they think it, his is draining much better. Um, I, I agree. I think you had. It was about two inches low at John's, John's original driveway or curving down. They got raised there about two inches for the about two inches of water staff in front of his track. So now it's kind of just a minute. Now it's kind of sitting in front of Probably the other two. Yes, right. So now obviously there needs to be, but but a huge street project is a huge street project. Um, you know, we'll be looking at that. I mean, and the new council will be looking at that through the new through the new budget hearings, but um It'll be a major, major, major expense. Um, we got to figure out what street. would probably be your easiest thing if you ever did. Put a new inlet in. Right. And expand the curve and gutter. Not the curve and gutter, but the inlet up to there. Yeah. Into the middle of that 700 feet. It's about 700 feet from the south end of where we did it to the, around the corner. I'm going to call it north, northeast, whichever yeah. direction you guys want to call it. There's no inlet in our way. Yeah, and I think that's part of our problem around the town is we don't have enough inlet. But we owe those people on Lakeshore or um, Lakeshore Drive. You know, we owe them. We've made a commitment to them too, and they're three years out and haven't had it fulfilled. So there's some major street projects that need to be addressed and figure out which ones we're going to do first. So. In, in, in regard to this curbing gutter, though, and John Snyder, we talked with John Snyder about it, and it, boy, it just it does not drain completely. And he mentioned that he might have a couple inches. Of water uh, still at the at the end of this driveway, but he also said, you know, he would not recommend that we try to do anything. I got a foot at the end of my driveway. 
lot of the other data the guy came out and we worked about you want to know how far out from the curb so we didn't have this flat top sticking out all over and he said there's not much fall here it's, it's pretty flat ground we'll do the best we can I, I don't know what else we could have asked for at the time we weren't going to change for that at the time right, to get right. and i i would expect the city should pay the bill there's nothing we can do if the ground's flat without tearing the whole street completely apart and that will be way more expensive than everybody thinks. I would well, take a little do you, have a, do you have a signed agreement saying what you're saying? About the, About there, there is a, yeah, there's an initial, basically. But you went back and asked work. them to do more work. Is that yeah. my understanding yeah. Yeah. this correctly? After it, after, it, after it was removed and ends up with this jagged edge <laughs> cut in there, yeah, we did ask them to cut a smooth, a smooth edge. So obviously next time if we do a patch job like this, we need to do a better job of telling the contractor what is required and just i think he real careful about stare out was, was maybe what we had gotten out of this more than anything else a, a saw cut to, to assist with the tear out would have helped yeah the tear out was a complaint do you have any comment on that that was that's a two inch overlay of asphalt anybody's ever brought anything around the asphalt solid there and you get you have to lift it to get it out of there the second one cuts out there because you can push it away you have no place to go First of all, you got a curve way higher than the curve to begin with, so there's no way to go on the back side to get the curve away. When you lift the curve, it catches it by the back off. Right by contract said there is going to be chipping and will require full attachment by the city. Written in the contract. He was very good that day saying, I wanted to go this far out. And he said, if you go this far, you'll take all that straight. And that's what we did. I don't, I don't know what else we could do. But we're about to bring flat grounds, kind of like bring them to camp. Can't I think we have a motion to approve the payment and move on. I'll make that motion. Second? I'll second. Roll call. Thank you. Yes. Motor? Yes. Reese? Yes. Motor? Yep. Thomas? Yes. Okay, resolution 2144 is authorizing the real estate contract purchasing the north part of the parcel. This would purchase the uh, shop. The north uh, portion of that land, the north of the maintenance shop. Okay, when you look at this at this uh, real estate contract, it does not have anything to do with the trail land or that or that uh, uh, railroad right of way. It is just the just the land to the north. Um, this does follow through with what was uh, approved at the last council meeting with one with one big change that, that benefits the uh, city. So the total purchase price is still twenty five thousand dollars. Um, we would uh, pay two thousand dollars down down now, and then we would make five annual payments. And we had initially uh, discussed ten, but so five payments of forty six hundred dollars with three percent interest. Uh, Dave Janet had prepared this uh, this contract and should be ready to go. Motion to approve twenty one thirty four. Second. Roll call. Holden. Reese. Yes. Moore. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Tom. Yes. Okay, Bobby's got the list station working. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we, we just have that's on page 35, just a, a certificate of completion for the uh, uh, for the sewer out at the, the landing and then also for the lift station. So they are recommending that we would accept the uh, sanitary sewer and the lift station portions of the project. And you see that Bob's had the road down to grade now for, for a while in anticipation of paving it and then of course the rain and i don't know what is what his plans are yet because of course the weather's going to turn cold now so how come the lift station the red lights on its own are supposed to be? 
No, it's not supposed to be, but I don't know that it is. Dean <laughs> should be getting a uh, an alarm on his phone. That, uh, Maybe I got one. I gotta go. I was in this morning when I went back. It was? Yeah. I never got it. I ain't trying to call you some free. I'll go look at it. And it was uh, one other day we go by. It was, uh, they were working on it. Uh, King Construction built it up. And the high level was on on that day. And the next next day, because that's when we did the start. I go by every morning. Yeah. yeah. We have a motion to accept the certificate. Yeah. Yeah. Second. Second. Yep, David. Okay, uh, Motor. Yes. Holtman. Yes. Reese. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thomas. Yes. Do we need to renew the health insurance, which was what, 3 some percent? 3.82% um, on, on this renewal. And really not uh, not too much of, of note here. We would look to have the, the same plan. Um, 3.82% ends up being about $3,700 throughout the course of the year. Um, one one change that we that we did make is that previously we worked kind of through Kettering and ended up with a broker out of town. Now Ketterings and the new owners are able to broker their own stuff. So everything now is, is directly through Ketterings. We have a motion to accept the insurance renewal. I'll have it. Second. Second. Thank you. Yes. Motor. Yes. Reese. Yeah. Wolfman. Yes. Thomas. Yes. Okay, we're going to send some Sac County grant applications in. Yeah, it's just uh, look to... Uh, Potentially do two two grant applications, looking at one to be for the for the community center project, but then another one that uh, would be discussed here might uh, be a pickleball project. And I know there's some committee members here who would, who would like to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> You want to introduce yourself as a new librarian? So we <laughs> I'm Marion. You know that. Yes. <laughs> they may not. Okay, I'm just here to speak positively about pickleball. Um, pickleball is the fastest growing sport. Michelle had me the figures: three million, over three million players. Um, it's ideal for all skill levels. It has very similar rules to tennis, badminton. Um, uh, ping pong, so it's really, really easy to learn. It's a very social activity, allows for a lot of conversation and interaction, which we could all use a lot more of these days. Um, it's healthy, it improves balance, agility, reflexes, coordination, with absolutely no stress on the body that you don't want to stress your body over. Um, it's perfect for parks and recreation. Um, because it's very affordable and adaptable. And I think we have a chance to get this going in our community. Um, I'm from Storm Lake originally, and we never got it going up there, so let's go Lakeview. <laughs> uh, it's great. Vicki um, plays. I play. I love it. Michelle plays. Jackie plays. <laughs> plays. And we have a great time. In fact, um, we've now had to move it indoors from Sac City, uh, where we play Tuesdays and Thursdays all summer long. We moved it inside to City Hall up here, and 
apparently someone asked, are we bothering you with the noise of the ball and the paddle? And they say, no, we enjoy the laughter. So, you know, it's, it's great. I'm all for pickleball. I learned how to play it with a broken wrist. Um, I'd really like to see it happen in this community. Thank you. Up in Sac City, pickleball courts are busy all the time. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. A lot. Yeah. Do I have a motion to? Wait, wait, wait. Sandy, are you going to speak at all? I just brought you all the people. Thank you. Well, I'll answer questions. The one thing I do think it needs to be seen, because we kind of had a meeting about this earlier, is that Sandy had done a survey among the campers, is that right, about what they would like to see added to our community for their enjoyment. And one of them was pickleball. That's kind of how it got started. And then there's people that play that are interested in having it and would like to fundraise for it, I might add. The, the committee think, is committed to fundraising. Really got kicked into gear because when the, um, the red volleyball court got vandalized at the campground and it was like, oh, what are we going to do with this state? And then also then pickleball really got started. It might not have been the perfect place to have it, but that's how this whole thing then exploded. You might want to explain because not everybody's seen what we're looking at, where it's going to be. Um, so we're um, we kind of had three different choices. One was the campground, um, and we kind of decided that was in a good area. The next place that was um, asked about was right next to the mud volleyball court. Um, and I, I didn't think that was the greatest place. Others did. Um, where it has ended up that we're looking, just looking at doing it now is um, where the new public parking is, where the new big blue dumpster is for the recyclables. Um, Scott and I, even, we've gone out and measured it off this morning. Um, the guys have already painted their lines where the water and all the electrical stuff is running through, and it fits right in there perfect with the land that we have. Hang on, i got to change the batteries in the camera. Go ahead. Um, um, <laughs> so it's just, it's just an idea. It's already city-owned. Um, we don't have to have um, any water ran to it. Um, lights are optional. I mean, that's something you can always add. You know, if we just start with the basics, we can always add and make it a great big feature. Is, you know, we need to get the court part first. So I went up to Sac City and looked at theirs. And now, honestly, I was like, oh, pick a ball here or there. I don't know who didn't even know what pick a ball was. Um, oh, was I impressed. <laughs> they have a really nice court. And um, so I started going around and talking to people in the community, and they're all like, yeah, that would be great. So then we put together the project and um, started making phone calls, asking what it was going to cost. So the numbers are quite high. Um, okay. You know, we were going to go for the guest zone and go for two ports right out the door. Realistically, is to start with one, see how it goes over, see what the need is, and then proceed from there. Connie, go ahead. I'm just going to stand here. I'm Connie, I play the ball, and I write a lot of grants for a few. And I can tell you, as a grant writer, I can get probably a well, a well mark and an art grant, and both of them would be it. So with with that uh, council, as you as you looked at your page there on 38 of your packet, you see that there was the, this proposal there for two two pickleball courts uh, placed along placed the long end along, so it'd be long and narrow along that area there by McClure Street. Um, but then there's there's cost estimate then at your seat as, as you were getting it. So, um, Sandy did a, a great job of, of working working with vendors. These are all 
uh, very, very solid uh, numbers now. But they, of course, they keep going up. So uh, for, Let me say for these, something about the numbers, they're stocked very heavy. Every vendor came back and said, like this, like does the pickleball have to have that big of aprons, um, stuff like that. We went as big as possible. We can always go back. And every one of the vendors, the fencing said this is pretty heavy. They're this fencing bid came in as putting in nine or ten foot fence on every corner on every place all around. You don't need nine foot fence everywhere. It was just to get the project started, and we get and fencing right now is outrageous because of steel prices. So maybe by ten this gets one it'll considerably come down, but all these numbers are heavy. When you think about um, turning this around and applying for a grant right away, Sac County Endowment grants are, are due very shortly. Um, in order to receive real favorable uh, support from from Sac County down we've got to show that there's some some match and how that's going to occur and we know that that county can certainly work uh, on grants and and that the committee is is willing to work on fundraising stuff uh, the question would be whether this, the city would support this project in some some manner I think um, I'm in favor of this project obviously <laughs> um, I would like to see one here. Um, there's others in town here that play also um, that aren't here tonight. Um, I, you know, if we could start with maybe one court, and I, I'm not so sure that by the time we're done fundraising and the time we get the grants, but we aren't going to have enough for two courts in the spring. And I think some of your bids are going to be a little bit better, hopefully. So um, I'd like to make a motion that we move ahead with this. Is that the kind of motion you want? Sure. So total cost on on two two pickleball courts. Total cost is right at a hundred thousand dollars. The this initial grant that we we would apply for for Sac County down is twenty five thousand. And so if they're if they're looking at one to to start with, we would uh, uh, look at maybe you know, something along the lines of half that now and fund half that with the grant and uh, some with some additional grants fundraising and and then again the question about whether the city would financially participate yeah do you i don't know do you want um to put a cap on it for the city you know that the kind of like the community center that the, the committee has to come up with a percentage of grants i mean i don't know what anybody thinks i'm certainly open to that i don't think it's going to be a problem chris you need to show 50 percent cash, cash match part of that can be volunteer labor so Cannot prospect other grants that already cash match. Okay. So the city's committed right now at 25000 25000 Okay. All right. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Um, and that should be work. You can volunteer labor can be counted towards part of the cash match and any kind of contribution of the community account towards that. Oh, it sounds important to that. So you can put city employees on the project to count towards the project dollars. But you can certainly still go after other grants, but until they're secured, we can't count it as much. Tony, you're confident we get some of that by spring? Oh, I think so, yeah. I think both ARC and Walmart will be doing that. We got Walmart for the splash 50,000, right? Then we got that. Yeah. This yep. is the same thing? Yep. Yeah. Vicky would say 25,000? Yes, contingent on them getting the other grant money. Second? One second. Okay, Tom's. Over. Yes. Great. Yes. Well then, yes. Thank you. Yes. City Administrator Report. Really have nothing other than you see the Sac County League. Sac County League does. Uh, it's not until the 17th, but it'll be over and over at the uh, 
at the new restaurant over in Auburn on the 17th. And then Northwest Iowa mm -hmm. Lutheran was the next day at 18th and We have a motion to adjourn. I'll make it. Second. Meetings adjourned. Thanks everybody for coming.